This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those difficult moments with some well-known guests. I'm Giles Poe Phillips and with me is Jim Daly, the Eric to my earning. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to go with. That's, wow, comparing us to potentially the greatest ever comedy, Double Act. That's Yeah, ooh, and that's I made lofty. you Eric as well. I've, I'm definitely the straight man. <laughs> really? I think I'm... I'm, I'm not normally because I have a comedy partnership with mm. my good friend David you're the straight and I'm the straight in guy one. in that Well, one. I think you're the, yeah, I'm the straight guy in this relationship. Uh, relationships differ, don't they? Yeah. So there you go. I'm happy to be the straight guy. <laughs> uh, good. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. At um, all. At all. How's your week been? It's been a fairly nondescript week. Mm, me too. So I can't. I haven't really got much more. Not to much say. to report, really. No, but you not know what? really. That's okay. Sometimes you get weeks like that, and it's yeah. okay. They don't, it's they don't all have to be amazing weeks. No. They can just be. There's probably been quite a lot of blank moments. Yeah, keeping on brand. <laughs> You're always keeping on brand. Yeah. <laughs> you look out. You search out those blank moments just to, yeah. just to stay on. I brand. try and have them. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And how did you, did you get through the blank moments? Yeah, well, right? I. I Oh, do you know what? I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's mm-hmm. always good to be inspired by the podcasts. So Definitely. I've been listening to lots of other podcasts. I mean, there are so, so many great ones out there. There's a lot of good ones. Can you, Brilliant. any recommendations? Quickly? Well, I always listen to Adam Buxton. Yeah. He's a big inspiration. Hopefully yeah. one day we'll get him to come on ours. <sighs> That'd be holy grail, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We will at some point. One I day. will grind him down. <laughs> That's how we do it. So we got our guests on the podcast. We just But yeah, that one, Joe Rogan, them. How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. Loads of great ones. Yeah. There's Good. too many. To, oh, soundtrack. I mean, we've had people on here with yeah. great podcasts. Speaking of which, uh, Ellie Gibson, who is today's guest, has a brilliant podcast. Scummy Mummies. Scummy Mummies. That is such fantastic. a brilliant segue, by the way, mate. Well done. That I know, was a I professional know. link, basically. That was excellent. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is my... <laughs> 
this is my audio CV. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ellie Gibson, what a wonderful, uh, well, wonderful guest, but also host. She hosted us uh, at her house in she South did. London, which was lovely. We sat out in the garden, the sun was shining back when it was sunny in the summer. She was having some work done to the house. Yeah. She, she said as soon as we got in there, I'm having both bathrooms done, which might have been an error. <laughs> <laughs> but that meant we got to sit outside in the sun, so it was nice. Yeah, and it was, it was a really hot day as well. I it remember. was boiling I hot. I was sweating yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, it was, and oh, I felt was quite self-conscious about my sweat. I think we all were. I think we was. It was. Well, we were all worried about my sweat. sweating. <laughs> we were all worried about you. I, told, I mean, it was getting funny. Ellie off pod, and we were talking yeah, about your yeah, sweat. God. Actually, yeah. No, they've never seen someone sweat so much. <laughs> it's quite impressive. Yeah, now like I had a hot. fever or something. <laughs> it was a very hot day, but it was a wonderful pod, and Ellie was ah oh, such a wonderful guest. Yeah, lovely guest, and uh, yeah, and she was preparing for Fringe. Um, we've had quite a lot of comedians on recently that were preparing for Fringe. Obviously, obviously the big time of year yeah and uh yeah we talked about the podcast quite a lot um scummy mummies which she's been doing for six years with her friend helen thorne who's another comedian and uh, how successful it's been obviously they've taken it out on tour yeah it's massive yeah quite it's inspiring all, actually it's really inspiring yeah and she showed us some of the costumes oh, oh yeah i won't give anything away but some very interesting yeah. costumes yeah no it's great it's great to see yeah. how uh, a podcast can sort of grow and really uh almost change the face of a of, of podcast really well and also to be a platform for comedy as well you know a lot of comedians and stuff are now using podcasts as a way of yeah showcasing their their abilities yeah and, and so, it's, yeah. it's been massively successful for them i'm so, not sure what we're showcasing really yeah. i don't know your sweat i think <laughs> there's a lot of sweat on this one <laughs> anyway on that wonderful note uh, let's dive into it this is ellie gibson on the blank podcast <laughs> Costumes. We're having costumes designed by Grace and Perry's costume designer, oh, which nice. is hilarious. Who just happens to live up the road and is a lovely mum. And we've got a new set, and we've hired a choreographer, wow. and we've got a director. And looking at, it's just like all these. Yeah, we decided to do it properly, yeah. but now suddenly I realise that's actually a massive. <laughs> it's like what? This is getting a bit Gym professional. It's not supposed to be us. Are you? What are you doing? I'm doing a comedy football show. Oh, I'm wicked! Only doing, I'm doing free fringe. I'm only doing for ten days. Oh, oh what, what dates is it? Uh, 3rd to the 12th. Is it, is it suitable for eight-year-olds? Um, possibly, yeah. We, really? Well, we had a, you had well, a thing, didn't we you? We had a preview uh, in Streatham a couple of weeks ago. And I've got quite a big online following on YouTube, doing football stuff. Oh. And quite a lot of my followers are, are, are young kids. And um, two of them turned up. <gasps> oh! And we did have to, and they were very excited to be there. And it was, it was lovely to have that support. What's your YouTube? Uh, Jim Daily Comedy. Jim um, does um, interesting versions of songs. <laughs> interesting. Do you? <laughs> they are interesting. No, like like parody, parody. Yeah. Oh, we do, we do a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy, easy, isn't it? People love parodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, trying to, we're trying to get the rights to do a Bonnie Tyler song on YouTube at the yeah. moment. Oh, so. What Bonnie Tyler song? So we do, we do two, actually. We used to do an, um, I Need a Hero, but we used to do it as I Need a Vino. And then... <laughs> We got, the wine jokes got a bit much, so then we did um, <laughs> realise quite a lot of the show was about alcohol and it was a bit like, hmm. Um, so then we do a version of Total Eclipse of the Heart called Another well, Shit yeah. Day at the Park, um, yeah. just about all the things we hate to put. But yeah, but yeah so do you get park? permission to do your parodies? Or um, just knock them out? There's a weird parody law that sort of says, like, if mm. you're parodying the song, you can sort of get away with it. But I do content split with the original song, right, song people. 
Oh. So I do ad- adverts in the videos, but I don't take all the money. I take half, oh. and half it goes to the people that own the museum, which is, which is totally fair. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so you can still do it. You don't have to get permission or anything. Sort of no. using, isn't it? it's not the I'm using karaoke tracks. Because yeah. we're right. friends, weirdly, with the bloke who used to run um, Polydor Records. Oh, wow. We did a gig at his pub ages ago, and like he's a really nice man. And he was like, yeah, you have to get permission of the man who wrote Totally Clips of the Heart, and like I can okay. help you with that. And I was like, okay, can you do that yeah, for yeah. us, Miles? Because like, the, yeah. <laughs> the former chairman of Polydor follows, phones you up in yeah. LA. You're probably a bit like, yeah, but... I, I think know. you're okay. I think if they're par- if they're clearly parodies, I think you're okay. But I'm not. That law is a bit. I don't know. I'm done, but no, I think you're okay. Yeah. You're right. But anyway, going back to your shows, because my son is absolutely football nuts, as you can um, tell. That's all he wants to do. He supports Manchester City, okay. same as my husband. Whereas my my dad and my brother support Crystal Palace. Well, we're Crystal Palace. So we're Are you? Palace so do you live around here? The red and blue. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I no, I don't. Jim's in Amersham. But you've I grew up in North yeah. Kent, but I've lived. I lived in Stretham and Ballam. Uh, I've always yeah. lived in Sussex, so. but there's a in the little town I live in, Seaford, just down the coast from Brighton. There is a hardcore following of Crystal Palace supporters. Yeah. So we, could, we used to come. Who up. really hate Brighton? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we are big, big Palace. Big Palace fans. Oh, I'd love yeah. to bring my son then to see your yeah, show. Yeah. What time's it on? One o'clock, I think, or two. Oh, wicked! Because sure they're coming up. Yeah. They're coming up around then. Yeah. Just let me know, and I'll make sure that we get. Like take some of the swears out and stuff. But oh, I don't. Okay, fine. He's. Oh, oh, oh my god! I got a bit drunk on Sunday. It's shocking. And um, I let him watch. Sunday. I let him watch Stormzy at Glastonbury. <laughs> and he just kept going. The f bombs. There's quite a lot of f bombs. But then yeah. the, the n bombs started, and I was yeah. like, Oh no! Oh no! Like. I was like, no, There's it's no okay C- to laugh so at the f bomb. It's not okay to laugh at yeah, that. You yeah, must yeah, never yeah. say that ever, ever, ever. No, there wasn't yeah. any c bombs. No. Don't think. Um, I almost think that's not as bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't know. Let's not get into it, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, it was a seminal set. So when he's older, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is it. I was enjoying it so much. Yeah. I, I was. My husband was like, I don't know if this is a good idea, and I was like, It's fine. <laughs> Pass me the Sauvignon. <laughs> oh! Turn the sound up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he say, Mummy? Uh, bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all a bit. Oh dear. So, yeah, yeah. It was a good set. Did you like singing and dancing? Um, I, I quite like it. I wouldn't say I'm good at it. You know, um, we we always say at Scummy Mummies, it's not it's not about you know musical talent. Mm. It's about effort. We like to show that we put the effort in. <laughs> Definitely, as long as you give a hundred percent. Yeah, and we sort of think of this. We do try with the singing, but we sort of we don't too worry too much about yeah, yeah. trying. The joy, hopefully, of the performance is not in the quality of the yeah, singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in like we just treat it like Mum's karaoke, where we're we're trying our best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I say, we have actually hired, um, uh, we're trying to hire a singing teacher just so that singing isn't actually painful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah if you can like, avoid pain. Yeah, that's our goal, yeah, not yeah. to injure the audience <laughs> physically. Also yeah. for public liability, that's probably quite yeah. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then with the dancing, we went to this amazing dance class. There's this um, woman called Zoe who runs a thing called School of Strut. And her thing is she does these okay, dance right. classes, which, again, all about having fun, not yeah, about... Yeah. And she does them mainly for women, mainly sort of my demographic, you know, mums, maybe a bit older. Um, and she does all these crazy, easy, but sort of funky, sexy dances. It's hard to explain, but um, you just feel really good afterwards. And you do it with all these other women of all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds. And it feels amazing. And she says a lot of women, she gets feedback, go home and... Uh, they're feeling a bit better about themselves, and uh, 15 minutes later, so are their husbands. <laughs> so she says she's had three babies. She's had reports really? of three babies out wow. of it. Wow, yeah. become an aphrodisiac. I'd, so it yeah. would seem because it just makes you feel more physically. It feels so good, you yeah. Know. 
I mean, Helen and I feel like that generally because we wear cat suits every day, so we don't really care. <laughs> we don't really need that. Is that the secret to life? Yeah. <laughs> wear a cat suit. It's oh, impossible to be sad in a cat suit. <laughs> We can get away with cats. Hey, we've trademarked. No, no, no. Trademarks has been done, lads. Sorry, sorry. We'll find something else. Yeah, because we've got we've got the gold ones, but you guys would look good in the. Well, I'm not involved. It's just. I think we would. Because you do it with your friend Dave, don't you? Your comedy. Yeah. Do you wear football strips? No, not just shirts. We could wear strips though. Do you? You could wear the whole lot, couldn't you? You could wear, do you remember a show called Jossie's Giant? Yes. Because my dad was in Jossie's Giant. Was he? Really? Yeah. Was he, in he was Jossie. Was he? So he still got the original tracksuit <laughs> from Jossie's Giants. Was it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But I, I've looked, tried to find like it on YouTube and stuff. I don't think there's. Is there I any think footage? it's on DVD because he gets a check for about four pounds fifty every six months. <laughs> I'm going to so buy think... it so he can get another check for four pounds fifty because <laughs> <laughs> I loved that show. Yeah. It was set in Newcastle, though, wasn't it? Yes, was it? well, his, yeah. his parents yeah. were, his dad was a Geordie, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, men of a certain age all remember it. Everybody That's else so is like, what are you talking about? No. Just like a, he was a coach and it was like a terrible football team. Right. Like, really shit football team. And he was, yeah, and they were just, yeah, he was trying to, like, make them better. It was great. It was better than it sounds. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch it. No, honestly, it was awesome. As a kid, it, you know, if you were into football, it was just like an amazing... It was the only thing about football that was I remember as a kid like yeah. watching. My dad was very proud to show it to my football yeah, mad son. Um, but he's more interested in watching the likes of you on YouTube, to be yeah. honest. So he, got, like, yeah. he got about two episodes in and he was like, yeah, fine, granddad. That's a lot <laughs> of talking, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that funny. is a claim to fame, being the Jossies. Well, yeah. you know. Mm. <laughs> You've made Charles' day. I love that show. I did really love that show. I had a real passion for it. It's so funny because it's always it's always someone going, yeah. "Oh my god!" Yeah, and everyone yeah. else going, "I've no idea." What well, Jim's like. a little bit what? younger than me, aren't you? You're 35. Yeah. So I'm 41. So I'm more. Same than, as yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's my era, really. I'm going to Google it though. Yeah. The theme tune was excellent. Yes. It's nothing well, exactly. else. <laughs> the theme tune was amazing. But the theme tunes theme tune. were better, weren't they, back in the day? Yeah, yeah, the Love Island one's not up to much now, I think about <laughs> what it. What is the Love I don't watch Love Island. I don't know. It just do goes bong, 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 I think, and then that's about it. Uh, it's more like rubbish. a sort of, yeah, that's a jingle almost. Maybe I'm thinking of the, the little stings. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm fast-forwarding the <laughs> opening bit, I don't know. It feels like it should have something quite dramatic, or well, something like, um, like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, a bit of the chain. No, well, no, I was thinking more Albatross. Oh yeah, yeah, something beachy. Yeah. Or perhaps just the um what do you call it, the shipping forecast yeah. music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a great shot. Yeah. yeah, the shipping forecast would be a definitely good one. Yeah, I haven't watched Love Island, is it good? I, I only got into it last year. I mean it's not good. No. <laughs> McDonald's isn't good. That doesn't mean it's not edible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it, won't, yeah. <laughs> it won't make you feel great, but it'll keep you alive. <laughs> and it's satisfying in the moment. Because I go on Twitter and literally the feed is everyone talking about it. And yeah. I don't know if I don't feel left out particularly. I mean, I don't I don't think it's a cultural moment that you're missing, no. Charles. I don't feel like you're an ignoramus <laughs> if you don't watch it. But I just it's just sort of mindless. Yeah, of course. Very yeah, good yeah. looking people mm. having a mostly nice time. Um, thing really well, on some are they having a nice like, time? Really? Are what they having a nice time? Because well, I said mostly. It's, well, no, because it does feel like, from what I see on, t- I mean, I've seen Twitter, but it, people aren't having a good time. There's lots of tears and upset and breakups and. But that's the human condition, pain. isn't it? That's well, I guess so. Well, that's life. It's intense though when you're on an island. Yeah. I mean, they're not a shipwrecked or anything, Josh. They can <laughs> no. leave if yeah. they really want to. <laughs> I'm and all that's manufactured anyway. 
Oh, of course. If they left them on the island and didn't film them, they'd probably all just get on fine. Yeah, exactly. But the producers are making them do stuff to create tension. Do they? Do they do stuff like they do in Big Brother? Do they have to do well, I'd imagine, I'd imagine so. Well, know. they're always pulling each other for chats, which you often think they've been told to go and have a certain uh, conversation with someone. Okay. And, and yeah, they have to do which wacky like, activities. Like working for a startup in East London. Maybe a little five-minute chat. But Helen and I had this idea for Mum Island where it's just mums and we just all go and we just lie down for like three days and then have a hot cup of tea and like, you know, just just have and and not have sex with anyone. That's basically the the mum's dream. Yeah, so we did a little thing about it and we got all these women saying, oh, take me, take me, I want to come to Mum Island. So I think there's money in it. It could be the new club 18 to 30. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think that sounds like a great idea. Great. Yeah. You can't come though, you guys. Sorry, it's no, mum, it's mum's right. only. Well, dad, dad's island would be. Yeah, awful. you can have a dad's one. Dad's island would be terrible. Would it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the worst theme now, park ever. Talking about dads, Jim is expecting. Well, not you're not expecting. Your wife is expecting very soon. September, middle of September. Oh my gosh! Congratulations. Yeah. First child. Yeah, first child. <gasps> How are you feeling? Be a myth um, I'm, about it. I'm very excited. Um, I'm tinged with. I say tinged. A wash with terrifiedness as well. Terrifiedness? Uh, is that a word? Um, I am genuinely very excited, but I just sort of want it, we're six, 29 weeks today actually, so I just want it to like... Oh, would you ever want to count in weeks? Happen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of ready counting for it to happen. Weeks. My wife's not not really in, enjoyed being pregnant, so she's ready for it to, yeah, it to yeah. happen. Um, I think that's the, I think terrified is the best way to mm. be there. The people that I've seen come a cropper are the people who think they know exactly what it's going to be like yeah. and it's all going to be lovely and jolly and, and you know... Planned. Yeah. Like, people like plan stuff. Like I'm already, you know, people are already. I think actually we, we probably did this as well. Like planned, ha- like routines before they're even born. You don't even know what they're going to be like. Yeah. You've been doing I've that. not planned anything. No, it's probably a good We've planned for birth, and then, well, that might not even go to plan either. It so won't. You don't. No. You know what I mean? So no, it won't. We'll just, just see what happens. Yeah. Um, and take it from there. Were you terrified, Giles, before you? Yeah, yeah, both times actually. I yeah. think because. Um, first birth was induced and Michelle, my wife, was in labour for like 34 hours or something, which is quite normal for the first one, I think. And But she had a really bad, um, she had to have the PTOS done and then Ooh. and then she hemorrhaged as well. So it was oh. a horrible birth and they, it was one of those moments where they just gave me Elijah and I held him and then they were like, get him out of the room, you know, and you don't know what's going on. Yeah. There was a bit where they were going, Michelle, can you hear me? You know, like, all that kind of stuff. He's like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh. You know. So second birth was fine, was much, was very easy and very quick, but you still have that kind of anxiety. Yeah. It's not look who's talking, is it? No. Really it is not look who's talking. Disappointingly. That's what I thought it was going to be like. <laughs> well, that's a letdown. <laughs> I've changed my whole outlook now. Yeah. yeah, your baby won't sound like Bruce Willis. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what a letdown. Uh, cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the 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 mum and baby market is yeah. massive, isn't it? In terms of the content you guys are providing, you know, doing content for it. There's loads. My, my wife watches loads on YouTube and listens to all the podcasts. It's well, as market. Helen likes to say, there is literally a new one born every um, minute. Yeah, and yeah, she, yeah. she means mums. You yeah. know, there are new mums created um, yeah. every day. So... Yeah, so I think we we got sort of lucky with timing because we started Scummy Mummies six years ago, almost to the day actually, it was in July, and um, we had this idea to do this podcast because at that time there weren't a lot of podcasts about. No, no. I mean, now as you know, anyone can do them. Uh, Literally anyone (laughs) can do anyone, any old shit. But there were only... (laughs) 
<laughs> with your tape recorder. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, there were no, um, there were a few parenting podcasts but I, that I tried to find, but they were all American mm. and there were mostly people, quite a lot of men, talking about what car seat to buy and, you know, mm. and things like that. And the Dr. Like Spock routines. Yeah, and, kind of and how you should leave yeah. your baby in the woods for three days. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> annoying and things like that. Um, and there was no one just talking about this sort of reality of parenting in a, in a funny way. And Helen and I had met a few months previously um, doing comedy and we used to meet up and make each other laugh and... And we think this sort of thing about mums being competitive is, is a bit of a myth, actually. Mm. Certainly in our yeah. experience, we never had that. Um, we just sort of used to compete to be the most rubbish uh, and therefore <laughs> yeah. tell the funniest story. Um, so and we used to make each other laugh. And I, my background is in video games and I'd done podcasts before. So I was like, well, let's sort of do that. So we did this podcast and we genuinely, we certainly did not sit down and go, and then in six years' time, we'll go to the festival. Yeah. <laughs> that was not yeah. the plan. We sort of see what happens and um, and then almost immediately we started getting all these emails from people because there wasn't even Instagram then. Can no, you believe yeah. it? No, uh, actual emails wow. uh, from people going, "Oh, thank you for doing this." And nobody, I, I thought I was the only one who felt like this about parenting, and I feel a bit less lonely and really, really nice stuff. So we just sort of kept going, and 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 here we are. But that uh, that is the beauty of good content is uh, connecting with people who didn't realise that other people felt like that. So if you're putting something out there. That a message that wasn't there before that other people can relate to you've created such a strong connection and an audience already haven't you well I hope thanks yeah. I'll take that no, yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, really yes, yes I have yeah. yes yes I have well done me all on your own congratulations <laughs> <laughs> I'm brilliant and it was all me Helen had nothing to do yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah I hope so and that's again that's what we get because we then we started doing the comedy show about six months mm. after that and now we do book signings after. And yeah, again, we, we still get people coming up to us quite often in tears, which is a bit disconcerting. <laughs> and very often the teary ones go for me, which is very unnerving because oh, my character okay. in the show is the much edgier, less likable, <laughs> more cynical person, whereas Helen is big and yeah, full yeah, of yeah. fun and, and lovable. Um, but the, the criers always always approach me and want a hug. So I don't know. It's, it's like when cats like you, even though you don't like cats, yeah. I guess. It's like that. Because so I'm, I'm the straight, sort of straighter one in our double act as well. There's always a straight and a sort of crazier one isn't it yeah Basically. she's the more sort of clown yeah mm. and i'm the more sort of you know, slightly meaner yeah. ringmaster type <laughs> so yeah it's good <laughs> this is the first year you're doing edinburgh then or mm. we had plans to do it um a few years ago and then i got pregnant oh. and then my baby was premature so that was like two big spanners in the works and it took me a good two years just to recover from that yeah mentally i think mm. yeah yeah um so yeah I could, there was no way i could have done it yeah then. how premature uh two months 31 oh, weeks right so yeah, yeah wow. that was quite a lot isn't it so and he's fine now he's all fine but it was touch and go at mm, the start yeah. and he was in hospital for six weeks and as i say after that i was just a bit oh i can't you know yeah, we kept yeah. scummy mummies going we always kept the podcast going and stuff but yeah. um i couldn't have gone to scotland for a month no so it's taken till no, now so he's four and a half now and now i'm like oh i can leave you alone yeah, for yeah. 25 <laughs> days and that's fine well, my, my <laughs> wife is gonna be 34 34 weeks pregnant when I go up to Edinburgh. Oh, wow. So I'm slightly worried that a little bit right, early. Right. Probably won't. Is she going to go up there at all? She, no. No, she's staying home. All right. The first well. ones are normally late, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, they can be. <laughs> but then they couldn't be early. Sometimes. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be assured you. Yeah. About this at all. I wish I hadn't told you that now. Uh, yeah, he's fine. fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So what was, we, we normally talk about school to start with. In oh, okay. What was school like? Where did you grow up? So I grew up in Peckham and then um, 
moved to Crofton Park, so near Brockley, um, and then went to school in New Cross, so all South East London. Mm. Yeah, primary school's all right. Um, secondary school was pretty hateful. Like like every comedian I've ever met, I was very badly bullied. Uh, so, you know, shocker. You're both nodding like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was horrible. Um, and then I went to sixth form college in Alpington in Kent, which was uh, great, actually. Yeah. yeah um, it was much more informal. Um, you know, you'd have fags with the teachers in the cafes. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, now I think about it. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was all right. And then... Yeah, but again, it's one of those things, isn't it? You, I don't know if you feel like this, but you look back on it and go, God, that was so awful. But actually, it did toughen me up a bit and make me well, be... It's also part of, it's just, it's part of your history and it's part of who you are. Yeah. You can't change it. And it brings you to the point you are now anyway. Yeah, if things yeah. hadn't been like that, you'd, you'd be a different person. Yeah. You'd be somewhere else. So. Was, there any peop- was, was there anyone you could reach out to at the time? Um, my parents were very yeah. supportive. And um, yeah, the school was pretty good, actually. And I did have, like, a couple of friends. And I did have, actually, my friend Jessie, um, she, I've known her all my life. Her parents and my parents were friends when we were born. And she was two years older than me at the same school. And she's, I mean, she's been there for me always, and she was brilliant. And her mates, actually, sometimes took me on. Like, one of them um, found, I'd run out of the classroom in tears for something. I can't remember what it was. And I bumped into this girl who's about seven foot tall. She was called Tanisha or something. And she was like, right, what's going on? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's horrible to me. And she went, right, come with me. I was like, I can't go back in there, Tanisha. She's like, no, we're going back in there. And she just went in and she just went, right, leave her alone. And then she just stormed out of the classroom. And I think I had a good couple of days off of the back of that. That was actually quite quite nice so yeah get get older kids to bully yeah. the people bullying you that's yeah. great advice isn't it that's I feel like nice. even now we all need a Tanisha in our lives yeah, yeah, yeah I think, yeah. I, think I would love back. I should get her we should get her up in Edinburgh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. leave alone stop heckling yeah but I know Helen had a similar experience in Australia she was really oh really bullied. oh okay yeah but you know different reasons I think I was bullied because I was too skinny she was bullied because she was too big you know they'll always find yeah. something yeah so we have that in, in common um, so yeah not nothing else, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So secondary school was horrible. Mm. Mm. Mostly, yeah. Mm. Um, and what did you, did you know what you wanted to do then? Were you, were you still? I guess you know it's difficult when you're going through. You know, if you've got issues and stuff. Yeah. Which we all have when we're teenagers, but particularly if you're being bullied or whatever, it can kind of put you off. Maybe certain things you might want to do. Yeah, and I was, I did get through the bullying mm. and then like the last year at secondary school was okay, actually. Mm. I did find a new group of friends and that was all right and I was glad I'd hung on in there. Um, and then, like, sixth form was great. But, yeah, um, I wanted to be either an astronaut or a video games journalist or an air hostess. All oh, right. So, mm. yeah, I did want to be a, fighter, a, 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 a commercial airline pilot oh, yeah. for a yeah. while and then I looked into it and, like, you either had to have 50 grand or you had to join the RAF. And I was like, I can't. I can't, I can't do either of those. Yeah. Um, so, so the air hostessing, what was that? Just because it was like get to travel, fly places. A lot of travel. Yeah, but yeah. you're on a plane yeah. most of the time, aren't you? You don't get to. Sort of yeah, but you get time much. off when you get there. You like planes, get... like flying. Do you, uh, you like flying? Yeah, I love flying. Do you? And I just like being up in the sky. Okay. And I was like, that'd be a nice job. That'd be good. Yeah. And years later, actually, in my sort of twenties, thirties, I actually became friends with a group of BA air hostesses. Very briefly, it was when I was sort of going through a breakup, and you know, sometimes you get a sort of little crazy group where you start yeah, doing stuff yeah. you wouldn't normally do. And they were they partied really oh, okay. hard, mm. like really hard. And they, one of them told me that um, 
I don't know what, well, I'll just say it. So they tell me that, <laughs> you know, so, so the um, airlines often hire hotel rooms on a permanent rolling mm-hmm. basis, right? So they just don't have to keep booking them. So sometimes, well, she said that you go and when you get to the city, like say you're in Sao Paulo or whatever, you reach under the desk and you'll find a little pill taped to the underside of the desk just to get you going on your first night. <laughs> Wow. And the idea is that and then while you're out, you buy your own stuff, and then before you leave, you just tape another one under the desk. They just the love being high, don't they? I mean, <laughs> they just can't yeah. stop being high. You should go to Edinburgh. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one joke now. That's good. Just got to write another hour. So that's that's what I heard. I'm not saying that's true. That's what someone told me. So mm. there you go. So wow. Maybe I should have become an air hostess. Some <laughs> <laughs> drugs all the time. <laughs> My best mate's married an air. I think a, that's a why they're so smiley. An air, an air hostess. Yeah. Cabin crew, isn't it? Now? I'm not sure what to say. And um, yeah, the paints are in a very different light now. Mm. I knew another guy from a different. He worked for a different airline. He was thrown. He was sacked because he was found having a threesome in the jacuzzi in Jamaica. Wow! And they were making such a loud noise that some of the hotel guests who had been passengers on the plane <laughs> complained to the airline. So wow. Why are we all but still how, sitting wait, here, guys? They, how did they recognise them? Did they recognise them from the flight? Yeah. Or were they? He's a recognisable man. You know. <laughs> okay, right. He's very memorable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a whole dark underbelly to air hostessing and I mean, hosting. Mm. Yeah. But so I you mean, didn't do that? No. No, sadly. But out of your three, you did land one of them. Yeah, so I became a video games journalist, mm, yeah. which was good. So, so were you yeah. always into video games then? Um, yeah, yeah, ever since I was really little. Um, and okay, first console I, or I, first, I, first computer... Spectrum. I can't remember which came first, but I bought I bought I bought a pong machine from, oh, from oh, the local yeah, yeah. jumble sale, pong. and I had an Atari two six hundred. Yeah, yeah, well, we have one of those. Yeah, and then and then I got an Amstrad four six four. Was oh, my okay. first proper Commodore VIC twenty was our first. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, a real shame. <laughs> I'm so sorry because, if you're lost. <laughs> well, yeah, because in the shop there, there was the Commodore sixty four as well, and I said to my brother, "We need to get the sixty four. Everyone's got the sixty four. And the guy in the shop said, "No, you want to get one of these Vic 20s and it comes with it comes with 50 games." <laughs> and I was thinking, mm, even then, I was probably re- I don't know how old I was, must have been about six or seven. Thinking, well, she might have been younger than that. Thinking, can't be that good. They're giving 50 games away. Yeah. And it wasn't. You were right. And was it like like oh, hockey, which was the same as football, but the sticks were slightly oh, longer? There was a game. The only game that would ever load properly was this game where you were like a bomber and you just went across the, the screen, dropping bombs on these cities, oh. on these like on these skyscrapers until they so were that's flat. Quite good. It was quite fun. Yeah. But good out time. of out of another, you know, out of the fifty games, that was the only one that would load. Yeah, that's a shame. So yeah. Anyway, so that was annoying. And then all my friends got um, spectrums. Well, you see, yeah. Amstrad CPC 464, yeah, though, yeah. that was built in tape deck, mate. Yeah, yeah. well, this is a separate, separate tape. Yeah, it's no good to anyone. No. No. What a waste of a life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do feel like I lost out. So that was, yeah, okay. So what was the, what was the game of choice? On the Amstrad, yeah. we used to play a lot of New Zealand Story and Rainbow okay, Islands. Yeah, yeah. Um, we used to play the Viz game quite a lot, which oh, is probably madly game. inappropriate. Um, what, what was the Viz game? The Viz game. Oh, the, oh, the Viz game. Yeah, yeah, Viz. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, it had like Finbar Saunders with his massive testicles on the front. Why my parents even let me <laughs> own it, I don't know. It's a computer game. It must be fine for yeah, children. Yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. 
um, and <laughs> then and then it was like then it became all about consoles and there was this big row between we, my, I convinced my parents to get a Mega Drive which my brother to this day is furious about because he says we should have got a SNES we and in the end he did swap it for a SNES so, so. what I did yeah. my so the next on from those bad dark times I got um, so everyone had an Amiga oh yeah oh my friend had an Amiga and yeah. I got the Atari ST yeah 520 and again I've got the wrong option again. Keep making the wrong choices. Because John. it came with you're gonna 30 say, games. You're going to say, and then I had a Betamax. And then no, no, we no. went into HD we, DVD. Yeah, yeah. I was really into yeah. UMD discs yeah, for a while. Lazy, yeah, lazy, lazy disc. No, no. no, and I got the Atari, because it came with a load of games. Oh. And one of the games was Predator. So you could go no. around as well. But it was so hard, you could never get past the first level. So I was really, I was really gutted about that. Um, mm. And I just, yeah, I remember like just feeling like I was not part of the sort of, you know, this, is, peers this like, is kind of like video game therapy. For it, you well, well, it is a little bit, yeah. It was a dark time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I traded that for a Mega Drive. Oh, okay, yeah. But then obviously everyone had fucking Nintendo. Yeah. I was Mega Drive. We were Mega Drive. It was yeah, the first well, it was thing good we because it had, um, it had like, Altered Beast, which I loved, and. Um, Sonic too. I mean, well, Sonic, Sonic as well. I was yeah. obsessed course, with Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. But um, I liked Alter Beast and I also liked um, Streets of Rage. Okay. Yeah. Because you could play co-op. It was, you know, you have to play with your friends, you see. Yeah. No, it was all platforms tonight. So it was, um, yeah. what's that one with the, oh, it's gone now. Rocket Knight Adventures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he traded nice. the Mega Drive for the Snares. He you? traded the Mega Drive for the Snares, yeah. yeah. And then so we played quite a lot of Mario. But yeah. to this day, oh. I think Sonic's the superior. A hundred. Really? I could not agree yeah. more. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's all I, this definitely is, Sonic. When I talk to like young people today about games, this is what I always have to try and explain. You have to understand, as you guys know, you certainly know, Giles, because mm. you're my age, that it was like a war. You had to pick <laughs> a side, yeah, man. Yeah, like you couldn't yeah, just yeah. be in the middle. Yeah. It was like picking a football team, but there were only two teams to yeah, choose absolutely. from. And there was like, you know, it, there was like a no man's land. You were the fifty-two percent or the forty-eight percent. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And half of you were mad. And that's the people who like Mario. So, oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Are we going to have an actual fight? Um, okay. Yeah, I always preferred Mario. I just too fiddly with that. that I know it's all, you know, the little slide on the jump. I know it's all beautifully engineered and that, but oh, annoying. I just want to run around a little bit. I mean, Sonic was, was more exciting. I would say, yeah. I have to admit, it was, it was adrenaline fueled excitement. Yeah. It was, so it was quite smooth. It was yeah. quite swishy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was definitely a Sonic person. Okay, so I'm numbers here. Well, actually, I haven't said that. I say I was a Sonic person, and this might say more about my personality than I want to, but I, <laughs> my favourite was Tails. Oh no! Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah I really like tails. There, Just don't know why. Well, and he had a, a, his other name was it Miles P. Do you don't do you know Miles P. Rower, which like I only that. found out when I was working on this TV show a few years ago. Is was I was someone explained to me? It's, oh, because you know, like miles per hour, and I was like, Oh no! Oh no! I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. I knew that. Yeah. That's terrible. Miles P. Take it though, see. And it was one of those things where it's something to do with the Japanese market <laughs> and the American market, oh. and you know they thought they had to change it, and so someone had a terrible idea, and yeah, I think it was I can't remember now. I should probably yeah, yeah. remember. But, but then see, when the Nintendo sixty four came out, Mario went to a different level because you got to, like, literally. More, well, yeah, because you got the three D <laughs> elements. And hated that, it. And it. Hated really? that. Yeah. What? The Never Mario? got on with it. Couldn't get on with it. Yeah, don't, don't. It makes me feel a bit ill. It's very jerky and all that. I didn't. I don't want to see Mario from behind. You know. <laughs> Side to side, perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. Why just play pause and back? Okay, okay, okay. I agree. So yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> they didn't really ever do that with, with Sonic. 
Well, they, yeah, but then they did remember... the racing games, didn't they, recently on apps and stuff, which uh, he's kind of more three dimensional. Oh, they did do some really awful Sonic 3D stuff. Yeah. And then they did Sonic 4 a few years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, no. No. That's Sonic 4 isn't. Do you know about this? This is my, my nemesis, Sonic 4. So, Sonic 4 came out, um, must have been called five, ten years ago, mm-hmm. don't know. And um, it was like the old games, right? It was side to side and 2D mm-hmm. and all of that. And I was asked to review it for Eurogamer. And I. I'm not going to lie, I got a bit overexcited. <laughs> and I feel like every, every critic has got one thing they got really, really wrong. Yeah. And mine is Sonic 4. And I was like, this is amazing. It's just like oh, the old you times. you gushy about it, were you? I gave it 9 out of 10, Giles. Wow. And that was... Was that the end of your journalistic career? <laughs> that was pretty career. much the end of my career. <laughs> uh, to this day, like people tweet me about it oh really and like yeah and what? it's become like a running gag I think we, I think we did a bit about it in the TV show as well so it became yeah. like a running gag but um so it wasn't that good and you just got really excited it was excited. probably a five at oh, best really uh, I just got carried away I don't think I ever mm. played it oh, don't no. don't certainly not on my recommendation <laughs> don't even read the review please don't read the review it's really embarrassing well your colleagues at the time saying are you sure are you sure they were, but they... Should we move it down to a seven? <laughs> but I'd been at Eurogamer a long time, that, and we were all very busy. Nobody really had time to play. They, they, Ollie yeah. did, I remember him going, are you sure? Okay. Um, but, and they were always, also they were always very respectful of me, I think, and conscious of, like, because I've got other friends who are women games journalists who work for different companies who there's a lot of, do you really know what you're talking about, dear? Oh, yeah, are you okay, sure? Yeah. So I wonder if there was a bit of, you know, they were always very sort of, no, this is what you say, that's your opinion, we're not going to contradict you but on that occasion they should have uh, either <laughs> sexist reasons or just good reasons uh, i wish they had played the game yes i wish they'd been mo- that's the one occasion in my life i wish there'd been more misogyny uh, <laughs> and they'd question my judgment so that's yeah. interesting you were saying about the the, the misogyny and lots of but did it was it hard when you were starting out in that field um not really starting out um because uh, yeah i just because how did I start? So I started out at Sony at mm. PlayStation. I used to write, I was a copywriter. Okay. So I used to write the manuals and the, the boxes and things. So nobody knew who I was, nobody cared, and that was mm. fine. And then I sort of did, started doing a bit of freelance journalism. And then I got the job at Eurogamer. And in the beginning, I was just writing news. And I was the only girl on the team, but mm. everyone was always really lovely and friendly, and it was all fine. And then it was only when I started to get a bit more known and I started writing more reviews that the, the shit started to happen and mm. I just started to get more crap. Um, and yeah, and to this day, if I write a column for Eurogamer, like the the first or second comment will always be someone just just slating it really? so quickly that it's what like that? you can't possibly have had time to yeah. read this article. Mm. Yeah, and it's got to the point where other male comment commenters will defend me and say, "Have you noticed? Mm. They've noticed that I get more crap than male writers um, who might be writing their own controversial opinions, or, mm. or just you know, or just as I usually do, just jokes. A lot of yeah. people are like, she's just writing jokes, lads. It's yeah. not." So it is, yeah. So and it still, still occurs now, even now. It, but nothing serious. Just people, yeah. just people basically saying they hate me in a sort of, sort of subtle way. Um, but I've, <laughs> in the olden days, like I, I gave Adam Wake seven out of ten. That caused a big. I stand by that. That was a, that's the correct <laughs> score for that game. There was not a sequel. Yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got an awful lot of crap for that. Yeah. And over the years, I've had a few rape threats and death threats. Oh, you're joking. Um, but. I, but nothing compared to like what other women I know have had, mm. and certainly nothing compared to. Weirdly, I left Eurogamer about two weeks before Gamergate, yeah. and I just got out, you know, mm. in time, um, 
but even when that happened, I remember I, I went through all my social media and sh- just shut everything down because you know they were taking pictures of people's kids and photocopying them, wow. f- photocopying their heads onto filth and sending it to me. And I was like, I can't just shut it down, yeah, shut it yeah, down. And yeah, yeah. um, so I think I got away with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it wasn't. It's not nice. And yeah, and I'm I'm able to say it, it's not nice. Other women have had really serious, terrible yeah. mm. issues with it. So. But you know, but it, hope, hopefully it is changing, and there are many more girls doing it than when I started yeah. out. So I think that's normalised it a bit. And yeah, if there's just more of you, there's only sh- so much shit to go around. Yeah, hopefully. Course, they yeah, can't yeah. throw <laughs> throw yeah. it all of you. Yeah. It does all seem at once. to be, doesn't it? Any sort of industry where it's something really polarised, like gaming or football, where people have such strong opinions, with it comes this yeah. kind of tirade of completely over the top abuse, and it's just yeah, it's bizarre. So I thought, well, here I am. I'm in this male-dominated industry where women have a much harder time of being treated equally and with the same respect. I know what I'll do. I'll go into comedy. That's the utopian. Oh, yeah. That's the equalitarian utopia, yeah. isn't it? That's where we need to be, guys. That's <laughs> going to be fine. <laughs> I should have been an air hostess, yeah. lads. I think we've established that. I really should have been yeah. an air hostess. So what was that path, though, going from, from the journalism? So I had my um, son... And uh, I was supposed to go back to Comedy Eurogamer moment. and be the editor. Yeah, I haven't said hilarious. And <laughs> yeah. then I was supposed to go back and be the editor of Eurogamer. Oh, okay. Um, but I had this baby and I just fell in love with it. And I was just like, oh my God, this is... I was really lucky. I was living with my parents when he was born because we were trying to set our flat. Mm. So we ha- I had like a cook and a nanny and someone to do my shopping yeah. and all these things that most women don't have. So I had this pretty idyllic time of it I was just like this is amazing I'm going to stay at home and make cakes and just live in the country like Lily Allen um, <laughs> uh, as she found that's not always sustainable in the long yeah. term so um, yeah I went back to work part time and then I thought oh well I'll do I'll give comedy a go because I'd always wondered if I could do it my dad was a comedian he was in the first wave of alternative comedians in the 80s but like when I was in my 20s it was like oh I wonder if I could do comedy but if I try and do comedy then I'll know that I can't do comedy <laughs> like and I'll have failed at it and then I won't have a dream right and then so you know that weird insecure thing in your 20s yeah. but then I had this baby and then I was like oh I'm really happy and like it doesn't matter kind of what happens in the outside world because I've got this little home with this family mm-hmm. to come back to and nothing else matters really except this and I've pushed a human out of my vagina so I can probably go to a pub (laughs) and stand up and tell a joke. I feel like I probably can do that thing. It's empowered you. Yes, it did, it did. Um, I don't know if it was so much empowering, sort of it just got rid of any fear of failure. Hmm. Um, So I went and did a comedy course with uh, Chris Head in Soho and that was good as well because that was like, basically, oh, I get to go to a pub once a week for like a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not and when I started out, my comedy wasn't about being a mum at all, because again, I quite liked having this separate identity. I'd go mm. to this pub, and no one really knew I was a mum, and I didn't hide it. But people just thought I was another sort of jobbing open mic comedian. Yeah. And I quite liked that. For a what bit. was that initial kind of material? Uh, there was a bit about my marriage. There was a bit about being married. I used to do a really weird. <laughs> this is so stupid. We we actually brought it back for the show for a bit. I used to say I was going to sing a song and I would turn up with this guitar case like a proper musician and they'd be like, oh, do you need to plug it in? I'd be like, no, it's fine. And then I would, when I was on stage, I'd go, okay, I'm going to get my guitar and I would open it and have my son's tiny little plastic Fisher-Price <laughs> guitar, which I thought was hilarious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so stupid. 
and then I used to sing a song about um, there was a real problem in the Guardian. Someone had written to the problem page saying that when they had sex, their boyfriend made them wear a mask of Kimberly from Girls Aloud or sometimes Billy what? Piper. Oh. So what? yeah, so I did a bit about that, and then I play a little song. Well, did it matter which one they put on? She just it? said Kim. So I remember she just I still got the clipping somewhere. She just said Kimberly or from Girls Aloud or Billy Piper. Right. Why does that matter to you? Have a preference? No, no. <laughs> I just wondered if, like, you know, it's Monday night. Let's get Kimberly Billy. Yeah, Kimberly. It's Billy. Yeah, let's get Billy on Tuesday. Oh, I, I will never put. I don't want you to ever wear Billy on a Thursday. And what's That's wrong with Sarah or Nadine or Cheryl? Exactly, for God's sake, yeah. Cheryl. Why not mix it up a bit more? Yeah. Was it a cardboard mask? Did they go into the intricacies so. of the mask? I think. Well, well, with I. Bit, with, 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 with you're basically Alaska. doing my stand-up now. <laughs> I, I have this whole bit about like, do you get a prick stick out? Like, how yeah, does it yeah. work? <laughs> how do you broach the subject? I'm um, darling. I've had this idea. Like, really. Your body's great. Yeah. The, the face is all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but weirdly enough, it's all, I'm re- I've only just realised, I've just made the connection now that yeah. in the show now with Helen, the Scummy Mummy show, we do a sex tips for parents thing. Okay. And we do um, spice it up with a bit of role play, <laughs> wear a mask, and I wear Jeff Goldblum and she wears Mary Berry. <laughs> Again, very stupid. But I've just realised that's where that joke's from. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, guys. So well, well, yeah, we've all learned what something What era Jeff Goldblum? C- current Jeff Goldblum or are we talking Jurassic Park? Oh, I, bu- I post, post Jurassic I bought it for oh, the okay. So, like, yeah, like, you know. Because he's, he's, he's embracing the grey these days. He looks very good. He's a very, he's a very, uh, he's, he's a good very strong guy. man. He is. is that the right word? Strong Try way. not to be sexist. <laughs> he's, he's a man. He's, he's a man. man. He's, very, he's a man. He he's is a man. man. Who knows yeah. himself. <laughs> <laughs> we might let him on Love on Mum's Island. Would you let Joe? We could play the piano, can't he? So, yeah. He could be entertainment, maybe. We'll have him. I think we'll have Idris Elba. He can come. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of mums like Tom Hardy. I'm not bothered mm. but you know I, I could see the attraction of Tom Hardy yeah, yeah. he doesn't always enunciate his words particularly oh is well. he one of the mumbly actors yeah he's very much a mumbly he's very good mm. yeah. very strong and very good but very good great screen presence yeah but a bit like Mark Rylance can't open yeah, his mouth yeah, yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah fair enough very worthy <laughs> <laughs> very yeah worthy. not for me worthy yeah what does that mean well like he does worthy roles well, Mark um, Rylance does the voice of Flop in Bing, of course. Of you course. won't know what Bing is. You've no. got all this to look forward to. It's very exciting. So we've gone past Bing. What is Bing? That's CBB still, is it? Yeah. Bing, Bing is a bunny right. um, who lives with Flop, who is a weird, knitted, cuddly toy. Okay. And they, they have, they're friends with elephants and pandas and mm. things. But they have sort of real-life adventures, so sometimes they step in dog poo or they oh, wet okay, themselves yeah. and yeah. things like that. See, it's quite good. I have You're going to be going in, a, in the night garden level, which is oh. horrific. Is it? Someone mentioned yeah. that earlier today or yesterday in the night garden. Mm. But Again, in a positive light. We do that in the show as well. We do um, a version of CBeebies called Sexy Beebies, which is um, <laughs> CBeebies for grown-ups. So we do dogging in the night garden. <laughs> yeah. I play Iggle Piggle. I've just had a who's, new costume made, actually. I'll show it to you. It's amazing. Who's dogging Iggle Piggle? Uh, Macapaca, played of by course. Helen. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Well, no, it would be. He's dirty, Macapaca. He's yeah. always cleaning stuff as well. He's got yeah. OCD. Right. You think he's dirty? Yeah. You should see Helen's Macafaka. It's, <laughs> it's, even I'm shocked most nights. Uh, yeah, and we do 69 Zoo Lane. That's oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, nice. Probably nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. That sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> I'm learning so much from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a lot for me. A lot of takeaway for me today <laughs> from this pod. So yeah, comment anyway. Going back to comedy. So you started doing a few these club nights. Not yeah, club nights. Club pub, night. pub, pub nights. Terrible. Pub nights. 
um, not even sometimes not even pubs like I met Helen on my third ever gig so there's a place in Deptford called the Big Red Bus which is a converted yeah, bus I've done a gig there. oh yeah, yeah so there's the shipping container yeah. As it was, is it still there? Is it still going? Uh, it would have been about five years ago. Yeah, that's when we did I it. I think there were six of us, and we were all acts. Yeah, yeah. We that's fairly standard for open mic. It just start, not long started when we did it, and that it was so cold that they give the audience blankets, and everyone was sitting <laughs> on crates, like it was real. And it was like some friends that Helen had brought, so yeah. at least there were some actual people there. And then there were two Spanish exchange students who didn't really speak much English. And then, the, yeah, there was like 20 acts. Yeah. And it was absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, but then she just came on stage and did all these jokes and was just brilliant. Yeah. And I just really liked her. So I, I you know, be- became friends with her. And it turned out she lives down the road. And, um, yeah, and that was that, really. So, yeah, it was, it was good times. Serendipity. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I suppose so. I don't believe in that everything happens for a reason. No, but I guess... Because, you know, yeah. what about bone cancer? Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I do sometimes think when I'm drunk, um, <laughs> what if, what if well, I no, hadn't if gone past, to that gig yeah, that, exactly, that night? Past what if we, whatever, yeah. And the truth is, if we, if I hadn't gone to that gig that night, I would have met her at another shit gig yeah, yeah, exactly. in Tottenham the next week. It's but, more, yeah, I guess, sometimes exactly. you have those connections with those with certain people, isn't it? And you know, rapport yeah. starts, and you've got that thing in common, common ground, and yeah. And I will say, when I saw Helen, I had like a feeling stronger than I've ever had seeing like a man who I've then had a relationship with do you know what I mean I've never fallen in love at first sight except with Helen and obviously not in a sexy way I just saw her on stage and I thought who is that like I want to know that person I want to be that person's friend they're so funny and she just had this I was this just light just coming off her like I know it sounds filthy but honestly it was like I was just I want I want to be I want her to be in my life yeah Whereas my husband and I was friends for about eight years or something before <laughs> I would let him near me. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny how things work out, isn't it? There are definitely people you meet and you think, I really want to be that person's friend. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you are and sometimes you aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We are friends, just to confirm. Yeah, yeah. Well, Helen and I are more business associates these days, but back in the day it was all very it was nice. Friends. Yeah. yeah. So how did you start working together, though? So then we, so then we um, just became. We literally like went on a date. Like we just went to a pub and like we met, and it was like, oh, my favourite film, Spinal Tap. Oh, my favourite film, oh my Spinal God, Tap. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> Let's not kiss because we're not lesbians. Um, but like it was like yes forever. Yeah. And then we just started hanging out, and then we had these sons who were born eleven days apart, and then we found out weeks and weeks later that they we actually had the same midwife, oh, which wow. was another weird yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thing. And so yeah, we just used to hang out, and like I said, then we just started doing the podcast, and then about six months after that, that was going really well, and she said, well, why don't we do a comedy show? Mm. And I was like, oh, because, blah, 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 because yeah, yeah, too yeah. much work. Uh, and she's like, no, no, come on. So we did this show at the, it's called the London Theatre. <laughs> it's a it's a room in New Cross. Um, uh, it sounds grandiose, doesn't it? It's, it's the, the London Theatre. Yeah. London Theatre. Um, and it's a, it's a 40-seater, guys. And yeah. we sold it out. And we oh, knew look at that. every single person in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that was our first show. And that felt like a really big deal. Um, but then, yeah, it just went on from there. So, yeah. We just and then, obviously, you, you carried on doing the gaming stuff on, in the background, did you? Or did you start to concentrate more on doing the... 
Yeah, I carried yeah. on at Eurogamer two days a week for quite a while. And then when I got pregnant with my... But it wasn't really working out anymore. Mm. And they would put me on YouTube and I was trying, but I didn't really understand YouTube. I don't know how you do it. I mean, you're only six years younger than me, but you seem to have worked it out. But I was like, oh, I can't. I just you know. keep doing it. Yeah. You literally just keep doing it. That's yeah. it. I kept doing it and nobody, <laughs> nobody cared. So I got pregnant again and I was just like, do you know what? This is not, this is not, let's not put ourselves mm. through this again. Um, so I quit um, and then claimed a doll for a bit, which is hilarious. Claiming a doll when you're seven, six months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> How's your job search going? Not very well. Here's yeah. your money. Okay, <laughs> bye. Um, so that was that. And then, and yeah, and then I had Joe early and then that, that did put a massive mm. spanner in the works. But Helen basically kept the business going and I just kept editing the podcast and that was kind of all I had to do. And then, yeah. And then after that, it was like, yeah, actually, let's focus on this. Why are we going to these pubs? Because we were still doing solo comedy and it was like, mm. why are we going to these shit pubs yeah. to tell jokes that are half as funny as they could be together, you yeah. know, in front of 12 people yeah. when we could actually try and do something. So we decided to go for it. Well, I think as well, you know... You know when you've hit on something good. You know when you've got a good thing that's that's working. Yeah. And like the comedy route isn't what it used to be. It's not, you know, you can you've clearly found an audience and you can find your audience in other ways and then you can give them what they want rather than it used to be a whole hierarchy of doing gigs and then you go and travel around the country yeah, and do and the yep, open yeah. spots and blah 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 and impress this promoter, impress that promoter. There's different ways of doing it and you guys have clearly done that because you hit on something that was really good. Well I hope so. And we're we're lucky in that we do have a sort of specific demographic and again we never sat down with it and did a marketing strategy and we're like right this is who we're going to target yeah, yeah, of course. we just always write what we think is funny yeah. but then we suddenly realised that mums themselves were marketing it for us because they were like going oh on Facebook oh let's go to this and who's coming with me and I'll buy tickets and then they would turn up and then we realised it had become this mums night out thing yeah. not by design but just naturally um, and it's mostly mums who come and you know we do get dads we always take the piss out of them but they're very well <laughs> and we do get people without kids coming as well and and that's great and but it is mainly mums but yeah it just sort of it just means that we yeah we operate differently um and that's that's an advantage and we get a lot of women coming up to us and saying oh I've, i never go to comedy clubs or sometimes yeah. i've been to comedy clubs i stopped going to comedy yeah. clubs because i couldn't relate to all the yeah, of course, 20 yeah, year old yeah. men on stage telling jokes about tinder yeah um mm. You know, so that's gratifying. That makes me smug. Um, (laughs) But the disadvantage is trying to explain that to the sort of traditional comedy industry Mm. and trying to sort of, like, things like trying to get a TV show, like trying to explain that, okay, it is mainly mums, but it isn't just for mums. And Mm. also, Mm. even if it is just for mums, guys, there's enough mums. Yeah. Yeah. There's like an you audience. say, one born every minute. So, yeah. Yeah, we're selling out 300, 500, 850 seaters. And like sometimes people are like, oh, who else are you on the bill with? And we're like, no, this isn't us yeah. and Dara O'Brien. Mm. This is just because people, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we are famous in our little space. Mm. Yeah. And we are well known. And that's sort of, that's enough to make a go of it, certainly on stage. But yeah. But yeah, it's well, difficult. Yeah, I think um, comedy producers and TV people have a slightly... <sighs> Older, bit, older approach. Well, a bit close-minded sometimes. Well, they? I think they, they want they want a name, don't they? They want yeah. a big name. I think they want a name. Projects. I think they're frightened. We had a meeting with Radio Four. They said, "Oh, the problem the problem with this is there's nothing like this already on Radio Four. Well, isn't that a good? <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked you in the face. And I said, "If you're telling me," and it was it was a woman. I said, "If you're telling me that your problem 
with my stuff is that it's too original I can't help you no, because yeah. it's not a panel show. It's not just a minute. Yeah. You know, you want to put Jenny Claire in it, go for it. I think she's great. But mm. like, I can't, I can't just do another panel show. Mm. Um, so that was weird. And then, yeah, with the TV show, we had this, um, we had these three executives come and see this show we did in Shepherd's Bush and it was an amazing night. We had a standing ovation and all amazing. I've, I've talked about this before, but um, yeah. And then a week later, they wrote, and one of them said, look, I'm really sorry. I think your stuff is really great. But the other two blokes think that, and I quote, uh, even though the channel is female skewed, your subject matter will alienate a male audience. <laughs> and honestly, we, th we threw things. We, yeah. Not at each other, yeah. um, but we smashed things because we were like, so you're saying your women, our, our staff is too womany for your women's channel. And, you know, I bet nobody's sitting in Dave going, do you think this will alienate a female audience? Yeah. You know, match of the day or Top Gear <laughs> yeah. or, you know, nobody worried about that. So that was really, really upsetting. Yeah, That's a frustrating battle to be having in 2019. I mean, it was 2017, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also look at... You know, you are parents, right? Like you, so you're able to laugh at a parenting joke. Yeah, yeah, I would exactly. wager you might even be able to laugh at a vagina joke, guys. <laughs> you look pretty woke, <laughs> you know. The idea that you're not intelligent enough yeah, of course. to yeah. not be alienated by jokes about women getting older or, yeah. you know, nappies, which I'm sure you've changed and my God, you will change. Yeah. You know, I would find that, if I were you, I'd find that quite insulting. So yeah. basically... They're pissing all of us off. Is they, what are, I'm saying. they are. Uh, yeah. yeah, it just seems. Again, we were saying like very close-minded and yeah, and just yeah. And if they said you're not funny or you're not ready, yeah, we've got something like this or we want to put yeah, Jenny Claire in it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a different thing. Those it? are all yeah. things we could deal with and mm. go away and and you know work on. Yeah. But to just be told we don't like your women's stuff because it's too womany is like, well, I can't do anything about that. No. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, then the, the programming output will will never change. Yeah, it will be in the same constant cycle. It will never, yeah, get better. And sometimes people do take punts. Like someone somewhere once said, "I know, let's make a show where we make cakes in a tent." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And someone went, "Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> and someone went, "Oh, let's do a ballroom dancing show." Yeah. And no one went, "Oh, men won't like ballroom dancing." Yeah. Oh quite. no. Let's do a show about people watching TV. Radio enthusiasts will not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will alienate our radio fans. Yeah. So clearly, it can so people be. do yeah. take punts and things do work yeah. out. And I get it. TV is really expensive these days, and things don't work out as well. Lots of people take punts and they don't work out. But um, we're just still hoping that we one day someone's going to get it, and we're going to get lucky, and you know, and get at least three episodes before they cancel it yeah, yeah, yeah. before Helen says <laughs> a rude word on primetime television <laughs> and we get arrested but, but you know. go down in flames though yeah absolutely absolute yeah. oh when she said funny fart on woman's hour you should have seen Jenny, Jenny Murray's face <laughs> over glasses. oh I nearly died but yeah but you've obviously done some TV you did um, go 8 bit how, how was that how did you get firstly how did you get into doing it and also was it did you enjoy that stuff? oh it was brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. i went because i went and saw the when i was still a proper games journalist i went and sh saw the um the stage show because go it was a stage yeah yeah show sure yeah yeah i loved it and just thought it was so brilliant and went up to steve one of the creators immediately afterwards and went, i just think your show's great and i don't know i work for this website and i want to help you like what can we do mm. and off the back of that um they did a show at EGX which is the big video game show which Eurogamer runs and I helped out a bit on stage with that so that's how I sort of knew them mm. 
and then yeah and then they got their tv deal and they got dara brian to host it and then they needed needed a games expert and i think they wanted a woman because they think you know yeah, yeah, dara yeah. did as well because otherwise it was a lot of yeah cock. yeah of course yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i had to audition i had to write a little sure. funny bit about the history of pac-man um which i did and and got the got the job okay, yeah yeah and i loved it i really loved it we did three series and it was really super fun yeah and it's, do you know what's great about it? we we sat and watched it with the kids as well yeah which, you know i know some of the material is not so appropriate but yeah generally <laughs> it was it was something like i think when i used to watch games master when i was a kid you know um that was such a great show and i think it's just nice to have that with the just to the family to watch something yeah together and obviously something that they could be in, interesting because they're so into video games at the moment and if you watch yeah. if you watch games master now like you can see it on youtube have you watched yeah, it yeah, yeah 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 it's filthy yeah it's like it's carry it. on it's <laughs> absolutely because a few years ago i wrote like a retrospective and i interviewed like dominic yeah, diamond yeah. and dave Perry and all these diamond, people yeah. Yeah, I can't think of the guy's name, yeah. yeah and i ended up watching quite a lot of it as part of this thing and i was like this is just filth <laughs> yeah. and when i asked them about it they were like oh yeah we just yeah yeah you know it would be like and it was on like at six in the evening or something yeah half past six yeah yeah so it's like because i used to watch i remember watching yeah yeah but then there's this bit I think I wrote about in this article where they're like Dominic Diamond goes oh well the girls have given me crabs again and then like he lifts <laughs> up a f some plastic crabs like you're just like what you wouldn't get that on CBeebies <laughs> it was great so it, was it was definitely inspired yeah, yeah. by that tone I yeah, think sure. um, the one issue with it and why I think it could have been a better show and perhaps gone on longer is the games companies were real oh, arseholes really? about were it they? So we had to get clearance, we had to get permission to yeah, use all yeah. of the games. Mm. And all the indie companies, obviously, oh, brilliant, you're going to yeah, feature yeah, your game, yeah, great. Because we yeah. wanted to showcase yeah, new yeah. stuff Because you well. did apps and stuff as well, didn't you? Yeah, we yeah. did apps and, you know, just little known. We know that some of the companies have really good success off yeah, them and yeah. that was important to us to have those games in there. But trying to get your Sonics and your Marios and all that, that's just a nightmare. It seems so, again, so stupid <sighs> because, you know... Just, uh, uh, you know, it's just free advertising. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. But there are concerns like, oh, well, they're worried you're going to be irreverent about the product. And we'd be like, well, it's a comedy show. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. But also that doesn't damage your, like, it's a video game, lads. Like, that doesn't, you know. Yeah. And there was lots of issues with getting permission from Japan and, yeah, you know, yeah. trying to explain to Japan who Daro yeah. Brian is and <laughs> things like that. Um, and it was really frustrating that we couldn't feature all mm. the games we wanted to feature. Um, it took months and months, literally months and months of begging and pleading and yeah, money to get like mm. a Nintendo game. And that's why they're not in till series three, I think. Okay. Because they were just like, yeah, no. Mm. So it's tough. Mm. Well, it was a great show. I really, we, and we still try and watch it on when it's when we can find it sometimes on UK oh, TV. Oh, nice. Can, yeah, yeah. Because the kids love it. Especially oh, the Minecraft one for some reason. Yeah, my son quite likes it. Again, yeah. he's not bothered. Really, <laughs> he can take it or leave it. <laughs> I think um, the thing about working in sort of creative industries, and you've obviously done sort of a lot of varied stuff over lots of different creative industries, is it's it's a constant slog, isn't it? Yeah. It's a constant like even when you're doing really well, you're like, well, what's next? Or is this show going to get recommissioned or whatever? And it's just, it is, it's quite tiring, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Helen and I work. We do work really, really hard. Because we've got the podcast, which has to come out every two weeks, and then we've got the stage show, and we've got Instagram now. We, we that's another revenue yeah. stream for us. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it, f it does feel like we've got all these things 
oh, and then our kids, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, then our husbands are somewhere like <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. uh, below the Sainsbury's and the laundry and paying the plumber. There's yeah. there's our husbands, yeah. bless them. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, you're right. You just have to grind. And I think yeah. that's with podcasts. I read the other day that like... Um, like of the podcasts that were started in the last year only 19% are still going or mm. something like that yeah. mm. and people ask us a lot about making them and like I think people don't realise how much work it is and that you just it's not even that you just have to keep turning it's it out consistency mm. and commitment you sort of have to commit to keep doing it yeah um, I think that's the same with anything it's the same with comedy Like it's the same with a lot of creative stuff also it's a funny one because you, you're giving it away aren't you most of the time it's a free product yeah and so to try and you know, keep doing that when you're, you know, yeah. it's, it's hard. It, that's what makes it really hard because even trying to get people to listen to something that's free, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Certainly for us as a new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's just consistency. Mm. Um, and you give me, you must be writing a lot as well. You must be writing a lot for the show and pod and stuff. Or? On, honestly, not really, because we, we tend to like, we write a show and then we test it and then we'll we'll do that show for at least a year maybe two years so we, the show we're doing now the Edinburgh show is a cut down version of a show that we've been doing for yeah a year and a half a little bit less yeah so we're actually quite looking forward to in September we are going to write a new show because yeah. we've got an autumn tour and so we're really excited to actually sit down and yeah try and see if there's any more funny left <laughs> uh, yeah. but what's nice about our sort of because parenting is I would say parenting used to be our main theme and, actually, and we did have jokes about birth and breastfeeding and all of that. And then as our kids have got o- older, we've moved away from that. So although we're still called scummy mummies, and we kind of have to be because that's our brand. Yeah. Um, a lot of our stuff now, even in this show, is about um, getting older and sex and just stuff to do with being a, a human of a certain age in a certain situation. Yeah. And we have a lot of friends who have... Oh, our, our kids are like, Helen's oldest is 10. And we have a lot of friends who are like, oh my God, when they're teenagers... You are just gonna have <laughs> uh, eight new shows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all yeah, this yeah. material. So yeah, so it's ever evolving, to. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, which I think is good. Yeah, hopefully. it's great. Yeah, but we always have the parody songs because, as you know, it's a piece of piss. Yeah, people love a parody. <laughs> people song. love a parody song. I just yeah. Love it. yeah, we have a version of the YMCA called uh, "School Stay Away from the School PTA," <laughs> nice. and we get PTAs coming to see the show, and then they hire us to go, and they're like, "Oh, you will do the PTA song," and we're like. You know it is taking the piss yeah. out of you and your entire ethos, and they're like, "Oh yeah, love it." So, yeah, <laughs> that's quite nice. a British thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, like taking <laughs> the piss out of themselves. <laughs> um, what, but when it comes to writing new shows, uh, or what are you like? What's your kind of process with, with writing stuff? Do you guys do separate stuff and come together, or make notes together, or? What? So we write. Um, so while we're like we, because we're on the road a lot and stuff, we're together genuinely more than we are with our husbands every week so we sometimes think of funny things like today we were like oh we should do that and um, boys to men song we should do that we should do that okay so i wrote in my i write in my I make little notes so mm. the idea is that eventually when we sit down to write this new show we've got at least a list of uh, probably rant like yeah. lobster hats what <laughs> um so we do that all the time and then yeah we just literally sit down because we've got kids we kind of can't piss about so you just have to sit down at the time you've agreed and hope that you're funny mm. Um, which I think is probably easier than being a single comedian in a way, because like, as you know, like if, if you're there, it's like you've got to show up if the other person's there. Mm. Um, so we do that, and then I do all the typing. 
because um, Helen's oh. crap at typing, so and I'm I'm the more controlling one, so I get to sit there and edit the grammar, oh. which makes Take me that happy. Little joke out, yeah. That wasn't quite yeah. working. Put my joke in. She yeah. Won't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she quite sometimes if we get some kind of stuck, sure. she'll just we get to a point where she'll just be sitting there and she'll be going this or this or yeah. this, and I just and I go no 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 that's not funny no no. And then, yes, that's the one. And then I type yeah. it out and then we move on. So you, yeah. you, you need people to sort of bounce your ideas off sometimes or, you know, almost to sort of validate them or to, you know, run the rule over them. Yeah, it's yeah. hard on your, on your own doing that sometimes because yeah. you're, you're, not, you're not quite sure if something's mm. funny or it's good. But you've got someone else there saying yes or no. Yeah. Cut a lot of time, actually, don't you? Yeah, exactly, I think. And I think, you know, sometimes maybe Helen feels a bit disheartened because I'm so... Because I was, albeit a video game journalist, I was a journalist. My yeah, background so, is editing, yeah, yeah. so I'm yes. always about stripping stuff out. And like, But consequently, things like Instagram, she's much better than me because she has less filters. So she just does these posts from the heart and they read much more personably and they're much yeah. more authentic. Whereas, especially when I started, I would sit there for hours like analysing yeah. my social media posts. And yeah. then I realised that for social media, it's not journalism. It's, it yeah. has to be more... Your own voice. The exact same thing. Yeah. And my background is also journalism. There so it go. might be an editing. What thing. kind of journalist are you? Uh, I was. I started off in news. Oh, local, proper journalism. Local news. I know, oh. like proper, the real proper route. Uh, and then sport. Oh. And now nothing. Oh. Uh, full circle. Comedy, though. <laughs> comedy. Well, now comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good but you. I'm the same. I, I, like, I'll have loads of ideas for social media posts and I'll panic over all of them and think, yeah. oh, that's not right. And then I just won't do anything. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's the same with. with I find that in my writing as well. Like I have ideas for stuff, and I think I'll write, start writing. And I think no, that's not right. And I think if I can't if I can't get it perfect, I'm just not going to bother doing it. Mm. And I find that really frustrating. So I've, a lot of stuff doesn't get finished because I'm worrying too much about making it good. But I guess sometimes it's just about getting it out there, isn't it? Yeah, just bang it out, mate. It doesn't matter. That's that's what that's what Helen has taught me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you spend hours and hours labouring over every word? No, I wouldn't no. say labouring <laughs> hours and hours. No. <laughs> No, I, I quite like the organic process of writing, just getting it out and seeing what... And then, I, I hate editing. I do hate right. it. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I know some people really like that process, but I really hate it. Yeah, I don't like editing my own stuff so much. Yeah, but I used to, When I was a deputy editor, I used to be quite ruthless. It just People would send me 4,000 word articles and i just rip out half of it. <laughs> Simon, do this again, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he really hated me. But then at the end of every process, he'd go, oh, thanks, you really did make it better. And I'd be like, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's nice when I, I, you know, I send stuff to my literary agent and she, she's a really good editor and she, like, she'll come back with notes and stuff and then that's really helpful. But yeah, self- Is it though or does it make no, you go, it is, oh, no. God, oh God, I've got to do it again? Well, yeah, there is, there is an element of that. But no, I think it's a, it's a, I enjoy, that's not so bad because you, at least you can, you can sort of see where you didn't quite do it right. Or, you know, you don't... I remember watching this thing with Ian Rankin, actually, who's obviously very successful. He's done his Rebus books. And he, um, he was writing his 20th book and he'd sent it off to his editor. And like a day, like a few days later, he got back the notes and he was really deflated. He was just like, oh, this is my 20th book and I still can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, that made me feel so much better yeah. about the hat that, you know, actually having another pair of eyes or something is quite a good thing, really. Well, yeah, writing is a process, isn't it? Yeah. Very few people get it right first time. You need, the edit- you need to edit it. You yeah. need people helping out. And you just need to bash it out, as yeah. you said. Social media, just knock it out, mate. Social media, yeah. yeah. We're fine. Oh, yeah, social media. No, don't, don't 
think about that too much. Mm. Do your head in if you're yeah. trying to get nuance. I can see you thinking about it now. Think about it now. Stop thinking. Stop thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. About it now. I always struggle with uh, yeah things trying to be perfect. I had an idea once for um, Sepp Blatter the musical. <laughs> oh yeah, because I wrote one song for it, and I was like, I could do the whole thing, and I just never was never finished song? it. Was it, it a parody? It called Shake His Hand. Do you remember he he said at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone's racist to you on the football pitch, just shake his hand, it'll be fine. Wow. Awful, one of many awful things that he said. He sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> but a good character to turn into a musical. Get him on the podcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a lot of listeners for that. But yeah, never fin- never finished it. Oh well, yeah. you know, never too late. No, well, it, it will be too late when you've had your baby. Do it before you've had very your baby. True. Yeah. Yeah, very do true. Yeah, do it now. Yeah, you've battle. only got eleven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do with your life, do it now <laughs> because it's all about to it's about to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about to kick off. Yeah, but my theory about having a baby is that ninety-nine percent of my time is going to be taken up with that. So the one the one percent, I'm just going to have to sit down and do stuff. It's going to actually, in theory, make me focused to do what I want to do. So I won't have any time. Or sleep. Or sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I do yeah, quite like sleep. Yeah, yeah, sleep. It depends. Were you all kids good sleepers? No, they were both really, really awful yeah. sleepers. Charlie used to wake up every one to two hours, and that felt quite bad. And then Joe, I think partly because he was premature and mm. he was in the hospital and he was used to a different environment, for the first at least six months, woke up every 45 minutes. Wow. So have you seen Battlestar Galactica, the remake? Yeah, yeah. You know that episode where like they have to biz up the hyperdrive whatever yeah, yeah, it is yeah, like yeah, every yeah. 45 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 and, yeah, and yeah, like they're, it's there. a really good episode and like yeah, after yeah. like a day they're all like raggedy yeah, and yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. they all want to kill each other yeah. like that's what I felt like <laughs> I felt like I was in <laughs> Battlestar <laughs> it's like oh so yeah that was really yeah. terrible but Some... lots of people have excellent sleep well we had Nigel <laughs> was our first slept from, from 12 weeks slept through the night oh wow but then Sonny who was the youngest was yeah till about five he didn't he woke up at least once or twice uh, so yeah and he still wakes up at six every morning uh, on the dot six o'clock he's not he's coming at least he can make his own breakfast now that's you know <laughs> once they can feed themselves yeah yeah you can not really need it mate to be honest yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's six years of at least getting up twice in the night you'll be fine though well, that's been nice, <laughs> it's been nice knowing you all. <laughs> you'll be this, all right this podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, if I can keep if I can keep our podcast going for all that, I used to sit there and breastfeed and edit, breastfeed in one hand, edit with the other one. So if wow. I could do that, you'll be fine. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. that'll be all right. Um, well, we, Ellie, we normally end the podcast by asking our guests for their advice on blank moments. Blank moments. Yeah, mm. creatively or in life. And I bet they'll say I'm having one now, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't yeah. happened quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, and obviously it's an interpretive kind of term, and we haven't really addressed it that much on this episode, but that's okay. Mm. Um, what were you mean? You've just like you've just gone blank and just sort of yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think I don't know if you find this as a comedian. You sort of have to kind of not think that's going to happen to you. But I think with Helen, what's great about being in a double act for me is I do have blank moments, and um, sometimes I just forget what we're doing next in the show, and I'll just be like, oh what should we do now and she'll go how about a sketch about this and I'll go okay um so that's definitely happened to me and I remember about six months ago we were doing the PTA song that I told you about and we must have sung that song 2,000 times at least and we obviously know the tune and we know the words and we were just standing there and I had a moment of like real joy and I'm you know quite a cynical person so that's quite rare for me um but I I was I just had a sudden moment of 
presence and I was like I'm on this stage looking at this sold out audience of all these people mainly women who were all and they were like a really good audience they were like yeah and I'm standing here with my best friend in a silly pink suit and I am just having the best time and it almost brought tears to my eyes uh, it didn't because I'm against crying because I'm British but <laughs> I almost cried and I was just like this is just amazing and that will happen like in a split second and then suddenly realised it was my turn to sing my father's song <laughs> and I totally forgot what it was I was just like <laughs> but then she filled in for me yeah. um, and afterwards I was like I'm so sorry and she was like no no it's, it's fine like it's I was just like but it, it wasn't that I had drifted off being a lazy knob I was just no, like no, in the moment. I had a moment of yeah, sheer yeah. sudden recognition of how cool it is and yeah. how fun this is because quite a lot of the time we're like oh I've got to go to Hull today yeah. oh this cat soup <laughs> yeah, smells yeah. or oh, if you put the curry and you get a bit used to it so it's nice to occasionally appreciate it even if that does make you very unprofessional <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a nice moment to have yes really yeah. nice moment to have yeah uh, and the tour you're doing, when's that start? So the autumn tour starts at the end of September and then Christmas tour starts in December and then don't know what we're doing next year yet. We'll see. But they're all booked all those dates. Yeah, really exciting. So yeah, come and come and see it. Are you coming down to Sussex? Probably. <laughs> don't, don't know. Don't know. It's all someone else books it now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have it. Yeah, Is it on your website? I'll check it. Yeah, yeah. It's all on scummymummies.com. Cool. Because my wife is a massive fan oh. well I listen to it as well because she also often has it on yeah. we both we both love it but yeah I was very jealous when you had um, Matt Matthew from Lego come because he made you oh Lego. he's Matthew Ashton yeah, yeah he's lovely really trying, really trying nice dude on, but yeah he made you uh, <gasps> little Lego, Lego heads brick heads, heads. Yeah, oh. Brick heads. oh that's cool it that's was pretty magic I you want to get him on so you can make us sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be amazing awesome. cool well, thank you very much well, for no, having thank me. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you for no, yeah. coming on the podcast and hosting us. Oh, well, I, you know, you've seen the state of my house. Basically, it's all <laughs> building equipment and Edinburgh props and aeroplanes and drills. So yeah, hopefully the, the sound will be, be all right. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I'll see you in Edinburgh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll come to your, your foot. What's it called, the football show? Called Jim and Dave have lost the dressing room. Brilliant. I'll be there. Uh, do come and see the Scummy yeah, Mummy show, we'll which do. is on at the Assembly Rooms. Don't know if I mentioned this in uh, George <laughs> yeah. Square at 7:50 at night, first the 25th of August, not the 12th. So just, done. just FYI. <laughs> and when's yours on, Jim? Just for second, second till the third. So vague. So vague. Second till the 12th of August. And the venue, the basement of Chow Roma. Okay. The big venue that everyone wants to play. We tried to get in there actually. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. They said no. We're Jim's already, already here. Exactly. Jim's here. Yeah. So yeah. next year, maybe next year. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, thanks, That's guys. That was super no, fun. So well, there you go. What a great pod. Lovely pod. Ellie's such a nice person. Yeah, so nice. Just someone you just want to go around and have a cup of tea with yeah. in the morning and just shoot the shit. And yeah, just, wonderful guests. Yeah. Just loving what they're doing with their podcast. Uh, very inspiring, but just really nice and down to earth. Yeah, and brilliant. And we got to talk about video games and we had yeah. a bit of a heated discussion about Sonic and mm. Mario. Mm. I'm still sticking to my guns about Mario being better than Sonic. No. God, 
it's obviously Sonic. Well, do write in and let us know what you think. Let, exactly, yeah. We, we, maybe we could do a poll on our Twitter. Yeah, we should do a poll. We'll do a poll on we'll Twitter. We'll do a poll. We'll do a and poll. And then the listeners will tell us that Sonic was obviously the better game. Well, yeah, And then, right. then we'll know. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can tweet us. And we have loads of lovely tweets. And this week's has come from Callum Crowther, who says, You should all seriously check out Blank Pod. It's a really cool podcast. Uh, the interviews loads in capitals of big celebs. Uh, just checking out the David Harbour one. Uh, but they've also got Louis Theroux too. I can already tell I'm going to spend a lot of time listening to these. Oh, thanks, Callum. That's lovely. Oh, well, I mean, two of the big, big guns. The there. big guns there. Yeah. yeah. And oh, like, God. What? I've, so I've been watching Stranger Things. Yeah, three. me too. So yeah. I've, 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 we went through it in a couple of days, like, watched the whole lot. Um, yeah. David Harbour's so good. He's so good. Yeah. That role is just, he's just so made for that role. He's perfect for it. And he's just, ah, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no spoilers, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So thank Love you very David much, Harbour. Callum, for your tweet. You can tweet us, of course. Our Twitter handle is. At Blank Pod. Uh, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook, which is also... At Blank Pod. And you can email us. Our email address is... Theblankpodcast at gmail.com. Hey. Uh, and that's it. So thank you very much to Ellie for being this week's guest. Uh, Giles, thanks for being you. Ah, well, and likewise, Jim. Is that your new sign-off? I think it might be. Yeah, it's not very good, is it? Thanks for being you. Oh, it's awful. Actually, now, <laughs> I, hear it, now I hear it back. Um, I'll think of a new one for next week. Okay. Um, but that's it. In the meantime, have a great week. Uh, we're back next week with another podcast so that's it this is the Blank Podcast signing off what am I talking about (laughs) leave that that's good Box Media Podcast.